If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Great to be with you. And uh, we're going to focus on the economy for a little while with John Carney, uh, Breitbart News Economics and Finance Editor and co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest, which is a daily must-read. John, welcome back. I'm sorry I missed you on the TV. I was... Kind of under the weather, under the covers. But anyway, uh, did you talk about Chris Waller that night? Well, did we lose him? All right, we'll call him right back. Um, Christopher Waller is a Federal Reserve Board member, very smart guy. Uh, I had a lot to do with his appointment when I was working in uh, the Trump administration, President Trump course, signed off on it. And Waller's a guy, this is the interesting part. I was trying to get, uh, I'm sure John Carney's got uh, some thoughts on the matter, but Waller is one of the few areas. I won't even continue. John Carney, sing if you're you're here. Oh, good. Okay. Just wave if you're here. Sing if you're here. Did you, when you, I couldn't make the show. I missed a couple days and I'm trying to get better now here on radio. But um, did you talk about Christopher Waller? We did. Uh, there was a fantastic Wall Street Journal article that <laughs> yes. was written about him, profiling him, and how he had made the right call last year, which was that inflation would be able to come down mm. from you know from where we were at nine percent uh, without there being a big rise of unemployment and without there being a recession. That was an out-of-consensus call last year, and uh, and he is. He's a very smart guy. He is willing to take unconventional stances like that, and I think he is now pretty much the intellectual leader at the Fed yeah. and probably a likely candidate to head the Fed once uh, Jerome Powell's term is up. He was my pick. Which was That's in, right. Which we was, owe you a what, debt of gratitude, Larry, for which, putting what, a very good guy on the Fed. Well, it was, uh, it was Trump's uh, signed off on it, but I found him through Jim Bullard, who was then running the St. Louis Fed, who highly recommended uh, Christian Waller and, um, you know, had him in the office, interviewed him, liked him. He had a great interview with Trump. I, as I said in the article, the Tim Reyes article, I said, well, in that meeting, Waller was a mensch, and Trump likes menches. <laughs> and they were very important because they both held their ground, but they got along very well. Anyway, Trump really liked him. So he, That's but- terrific. I think we're, 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 it's very good he's there. One of the things I like about Waller is that he doesn't just you know, stick to one script. He's willing to yeah. look at the data and see where it's going. 
And recently he has said, look, we got inflation down to, you know, a lot, but it is unlikely that this situation where the economy is growing very fast and inflation is falling is going to continue. He said one thing, he he gave a speech called something's got to give. One of those is going to give. And right now, what looks like it's giving is inflation is rising again. The economy is not slowing down. So the progress we made last year, we're not going to go back to 9% inflation. But it doesn't look like we're going to have the ongoing progress. And if you listen to Waller lately, that's what he's hinting at. He's saying the Fed is – the, this idea that the Fed was going to cut, you know, we were at six or seven times at the beginning of the year. It's down at three. I think it goes to zero. I don't think the Fed cuts at all this year. I'm with you. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Um, Larry Summers was wrong. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. Because Waller, I guess as I understand it, uh, I read his speech, by the way, because you recommended it in uh, your digest, but... And then I sort of read the Nick Timoreus article, uh, and it's a lot of scientific uh, jargon in there. But basically, firms uh, cut back on their vacancies rather than their jobs. That seems to be the gist of it. And so Waller seemed to understand that. I actually hadn't thought about that. And then Larry Summers attacked him. Uh, you know, Larry's a wonderful person. He attacks anybody he doesn't agree with. But he came around and said, all right, we're in I've something like we're in the seventh inning or I don't know. Game's not over yet, but so far Waller's ahead. But it is, you think about it, John, we've talked about this. Virtually the entire economics profession, including myself, at the beginning of last year, expected a big slowdown or recession. And it never happened. And it's a you know, bit of a mystery. So Waller's explanation um, about cutting back on vacancies rather than actual jobs. I mean, I don't know if that's right, you know, but it could be right. It definitely seems to match up with what happened. We saw a pretty big we – were, we were at 12 million hmm. vacancies at one point, which was unheard of. And so we, we cut that down. But frankly, that's actually not happening anymore. We, get, we got down to a little under 9 million the most recent January number was nine million. We'll get another one uh, next week, but we've leveled out. It's plateaued, so mm-hmm. we're not reducing vacancies anymore. We're I mean, judging by the uh, unemployment claims number, we're not reducing jobs. Mm-hmm. And so the where the disinflation is going to come from, uh, especially with the market can still convince that there's going to be rate cuts. That is sort of revived animal spirits. There is, uh, if you look at things like the, the you know, high yield spreads, corporate issuance of debt, all of these things are telling you that the economy is going to keep growing. Uh, even the, the S&P Global Manufacturing, uh, IS, uh, or sorry, not IS, PMI survey mm. said actually that February was the best month of growth for the manufacturing sector in over two years. Mm. 
So this is, you know, the, the inflation is in danger of reigniting. The Fed, I think, is going to look at this stuff and say, unless something happens, and, you know, there, there could be an economic catastrophe that we don't see coming, but unless something happens, there's no need to cut, certainly. Right. We're not seeing a giant rise in unemployment, so there's no need to cut. And there may be no ability to cut because inflation is starting to return. Well, if you look at real GDP growth. So last year's third quarter was four point nine. Big number. Um, then in the fourth quarter, it was three point two, which is a big number, too. Also, and the Atlanta Fed GDP tracker is saying about 3% in the first quarter. So that's a boomlet. That's a boomlet. So why would the Fed ease rates in a boomlet? That's right. There, there's no, there's no, it doesn't really make sense for them to ease rates. Uh, one of the things Waller's most recent speech was called, what's the rush? Mm. <laughs> and he said, look, we maybe we'll cut. Uh, you know, I do think we'll, we'll cut, but there's no rush to cut mm -hmm. because the economy is growing very rapidly. Even things like the, you know, uh, the various uh, issues that we were starting to see, uh, the housing market has bounced back. The manufacturing sector has bounced back. The services sector, if you look at the most recent unemployment, or, sorry, the most recent inflation number, had in January a 7.4% annual inflation rate, annualized inflation rate in January. That is way too hot. Inflation is really high. And services uh, inflation is the stickiest. Once, mm. you know, you can, you can reduce goods inflation by producing more goods. You can't produce, you can produce more humans, but it takes a generation. So you're, you know, and you can increase the labor participation rate a little bit. But basically, once you get wage inflation, once you get services inflation, that becomes sticky. It looks like we're there. Inflation is not going to come down a lot, but so the Fed can't. Yeah, core services, X housing, 0 0.6. So that's 7% monthly. But it's 4.1 for the three months, which is higher than the 12 months. It's gone the wrong direction. 12 months, 3.5. Um, you know what? Last point, John. I, uh, I don't know if you read Ed Yardeni who is mm -hmm. another person who uh, was not in the recession camp this year. In fact, he, he didn't predict the soft landing. He said there was no landing, just a good economy. Anyway, he's a terribly bright guy and a nice guy. Uh, he's been writing about the strength in corporate profits, which is so underrated as a business model. I mean, Joe Biden hates corporate profits, wants to tax them. Uh, actually, Donald Trump cut their tax rates, so he understood as a businessman. But the point is, I've always said, going back almost 20 years, profits are the mother's milk of stocks and the lifeblood of the economy. You have good profits, you get a good stock market, and if firms are making business, making money in their businesses, you know, they'll hire more and produce more. And so That's far, right. profits, I mean, he uses the S&P 500 profits. Uh, I don't have just about 30 seconds, but profits are strong, John. They're rising between 5 and 10%. And they're feeding into incomes, by the way. We saw a huge jump in incomes in the uh, in the most recent data for mm -hmm. the for and what that showed what that was from was dividend income uh. because the corporations are making this profits 
handing the dividends over. People are then reinvesting that money and using it for consumption. Mm. So you're right. It's the, as you taught us long ago, Larry, profits are the mother's milk of the stock market and the economy. Yeah. And that is going to drive the economy even higher. It's the one model that's worked. You know, M2 hasn't worked. The LEI has leading indicators. The inverted yield curve hasn't worked. Uh, now, to give credit where credit is due, Chris Waller's uh, m- labor markets worked. But I'm just saying profits have worked. Profits have worked. And until you see them dry up, I'd say the Kudlow Trust, which owns the index, will do very well. So, John Carney, thank you very much on a Saturday. We appreciate it. Folks, all right, I'm Larry Kudlow. Uh, I don't know. We had a disconnect there. Did John say goodbye? All right. Uh, Hang on. We're going to talk to uh, Andrew Arthur, uh, resident fellow in Law and Policy Center for Immigration Studies. We're going to talk to him about this border story that I started the show with. Uh, Barbed wire or concertina wire and barriers have stopped the immigrants, basically. There's got to be a lesson in that. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show.